That can only happen in Jannah. So how many of us are preparing to go into paradise? And one of the quickest ways of preparing to go into paradise is to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Repent. We turn to Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins. The more we seek forgiveness, we will be become people whose status is elevated as time passes. Once I told a young man, he told me, give me some advice. I said, constantly ask Allah's forgiveness. He said, but what if I did nothing wrong? What if I did nothing wrong? Then I had to sit and explain to say, do you know what? Istighfar and repentance is such that whether you know what you've done wrong or not, you continue seeking the forgiveness of Allah sometimes for, for anything and everything, even that you know that which you don't know. And even if you feel that you are trying your best to be as strong as possible, when you constantly ask Allah's forgiveness, your status is elevated. You become more conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once all your sins are wiped out, those statements will come to your rescue in your grave and in your life after death. So you continue worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking his forgiveness. This is why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as perfect as he was, he still used to engage in repentance 100 times a day approximately, plus minus. Some narrations make mention of a little bit less and some go beyond that. So who are we? We are not messengers. We are not perfect. Why is it that we find ourselves calling ourselves good Muslims, but we haven't yet asked Allah's forgiveness. A week has passed. A month has passed. Sometimes more than that has passed and we haven't even thought about it. So my brothers and sisters, extremely important for every one of us to constantly ask Allah's forgiveness so that we can be considered good Muslims. We ask Allah's forgiveness and we do not harm human beings. We do not harm the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, so much so that the ecosystem should be at peace from our harm. We should be the last people to even think about damaging the ecosystem and environment because we are Muslimin. My brothers and sisters, the excitement that one would have to meet his own maker reminds me of the verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatihi wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimoon. O you who believe, be conscious of Allah or fear Allah as He should be feared. When we say the term taqwa, I'm sure you would know that some translated as the fear of Allah, some have a broader meaning. It is a combination and it is more so the consciousness of Allah. If you are conscious of your maker and you are conscious of the fact that you are going to return to him, everything you do in your life will be a preparation towards that day. So Allah says, and do not die except in the condition of submission. Now, what does that mean? Do not die except in the condition of submission. It means lead your life in such a way that as you know, death can overtake you at any time. If it were to overtake you right now, would you be amongst those who are submitters unto your own creator? If the answer is yes, then you are very fortunate. Like I said yesterday, 
We have profiles on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and whatever else and WhatsApp and so on. Ask yourself, would I like to die with that profile on? If I were to die today and people saw the profile and my messages and what I said and all the statuses that were put up and all the messages and the pictures that I shared and whatever else I had, would I really be proud of myself? That's a very powerful question because today we have social media and you find people choose the worst to put up on that. They share sometimes things that are so embarrassing. If they were to die, their close relatives would have to hide themselves or would have to find ways of how to close that account in a way that nobody on the globe can see it. Because people would say the last picture that this brother put on his for example, account or the status he had and so on was something that was really not befitting a Muslim. May Allah protect us. So my brothers and sisters, it's an open call. You're a good Muslim. Make sure you portray yourself as a good Muslim. Live that. Someone might say, why must I do it if I'm just showing people? You are not showing people. It's for the sake of Allah. And Allah says, when you set a good example, you will receive the reward of all those who follow that example and every single one who has learned from that example. So my brothers and sisters, when you control yourself, when you discipline yourself to the degree that people learn from you and the discipline you have, you are automatically receiving a great reward. You are contributing towards the goodness of the Ummah and you are a person who definitely can be considered one who is trying to be a good Muslim because if we were to set a bad example and if we were to be people who others have followed and that has led them to destruction then we will definitely be at a great loss we cannot call ourselves good people this is why when a sin is committed in private there is a greater chance of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than when a sin is committed openly so much so that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam has told us that people will continue to have that flicker of goodness for as long as they do not openly transgress where today sometimes you find people doing something very bad and when you were to tell them my son it's not a good idea to do it so publicly and so boldly they'll tell you who are you even my father doesn't tell me that well, then I need to talk to your father. Allahu Akbar. My brothers and sisters, if this is going to be our attitude, can we call ourselves good Muslims? Really? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So the meeting with Allah, we should not be dying except in the condition of submission, which means lead your life in a way that it, no matter when death overtakes you, you will not be caught offside, so to speak. You will not be caught on the wrong side. And it's not difficult, my brothers and sisters. It just requires dedication. And we need to understand the answers of the three questions that I asked at the beginning of the session. Where was I prior to my birth? The only way I will know the answer to that is by referring to revelation. Go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody else has the answer. Science cannot help you. Medicine cannot help you. Those with PhDs cannot help you. The most educated of the lot on the globe cannot help you. The machinery and technology we have will not help you. Nothing will help you. Revelation will help you answer that question. Where were you? Where were you before you were born? 
Where we are now, perhaps we might be able to get a little bit of assistance because we know we can feel our fingers. We can feel if I were to pinch my cheeks, I would actually be able to feel it. I would release it with a little pink mark. May Allah protect us. So where am I right now? What I need to know about where, I'm, where I am right now, one might say you're in Trinidad, come on, wake up. The reality is, yes, I am. But what I mean is the life that I have now is ticking away. That's what I need to know. My days are numbered and so are yours. And so are the days of every single person on earth. Because no matter what type of beautiful health I have, what type of good looks one may have, what type of wealth one may have, we are all heading in one direction. The more conscious of that ticking, a person is the better a Muslim that person can be. Remember that. The more conscious I am of the fact that my time is running out, the better a Muslim I can be. And this is why yesterday when I met some of the brothers and sisters in the hall adjacent to this one, I noticed one had a little sand timer. And it was turned around and I saw the sand going through. Something crossed my mind, but I did not say anything. I walked away. I thought to myself, my life is just like that. It is a sand timer and I don't know how much sand is left. I don't know how much sand is left at the top. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. If we can all think in this way, by the will of Allah, we will be able to prepare by making the most of the time we have. You know what beats me? People are into sport. I know here more cricket than football, but seeing that right now we are at the Sepp Blatter Convention Center, let's talk about football. Football, you have 90 minutes. What do you have to do in 90 minutes? Have you thought of it? You have to be the best footballer possible by trying to score as many goals as you can, right or wrong? Life is the same or similar where you have 90 years maximum, for example, maybe less the average Amar between 60 and 70. The average age is between 60 and 70, according to the narration of Rasulullah So if, for example, we have X amount of time, how many goals can I pack away? That's what I need to think about. Every salah is a goal. Every zakah is a goal. Every good deed is a goal. Every bad deed is an own goal. Remember that you foolish to go back to your own net and you kick the ball in and the enemy says, yeah, and it was you. Allah protect us. So this is why my brothers and sisters, Allah gives us sometimes an extra time to score more goals. What happens in football? You have a penalty shootout. You know that extra time becomes more exciting. And this is why every one of us, if Allah has given us age and we become older, we can be more prepared for death than he who dies suddenly at an early age. This is a gift of Allah. So it's sad that we understand how football works, but we don't understand how life itself works. There is a final whistle that shall be blown. It is called a trumpet. Allahu Akbar. It is called a trumpet. So much so that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said the angel who has been tasked with blowing the trumpet has already got that trumpet and already almost prepared to blow into it. Almost prepared to blow into it. 
it's holding, he's holding it and he's already taken that breath required to blow into it. And now we are just in this existence. Amazing, amazing description. But at the same time, my brothers and sisters, how many good deeds can I pack away today before the end of today? Will I read my salah? Will I do so happily? Will I be truthful? Will I help others? Will I assist people in that which is good? Will I contribute towards the upliftment of society? Will I help prepare the generations to come so that they can lead a better life so that they can become closer to their maker? Am I going to be a person who's just sitting and enjoying myself with entertainment come Friday evening and I say yes why because Friday Saturday Sunday I'm partying that's the world today the world talks of partying you know that every Friday every Saturday Sunday so much so that Monday morning we are so lazy to go to work or to school it's the worst day of the week Monday morning everybody complains go and search on the social network the dunya complains of Monday morning. Why? Because they've been partying every whole weekend, every weekend, and that's their life. You earn for five days in order to blow the money through the other three days. Five plus three is eight. You don't even realize there are only seven days in the week. Thank you so much for listening to the short message. I pray that it has increased you in a little bit of motivation and hope. And the same applies to all of us. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.